Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of It's a Definite Maybe, a podcast for those of you who are just trying to figure it all out, with your favorite co-hosts as always, Stella and Rosie. In today's episode, we're talking about open relationships. We'll chat about some of the differences between types of non-monogamous relationships, as well as covering some recent examples of successful open relationships and how they've made it work. So, Stell, if you haven't been living under a rock over the last couple if of weeks, have been. have been living <laughs> under a rock for the past couple of weeks at the time that we're recording this, mm-hmm. the Queen herself, Bachelorette, Bachet, Bachelor <laughs> Royalty, if you will, the Queen, Abby Chatfield, one of my favourites and one of the most divisive icons in Australia, has said that her and her partner, Conrad, are in an open relationship. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. And I think it was um, really interesting to hear someone that's quite high up, I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. both of them are ex-Bachelor Series contestants. And Abby has a, a huge following. I think it's 300,000 on oh, Instagram wow. and a radio show and a podcast and literally everything. <laughs> but I thought it was really cool that she was talking about it quite candidly mm-hmm. and I guess prompted us to want to talk a little bit more about polyamory open relationships in today's episode yeah and I think it's one of those things that people are definitely a lot more open about or open with talking about now than they ever used to be which I mean take that as you will I'm unintentionally very hilarious (laughs) so we'll just move along from that Uh one though I'll give you a second to contain yourselves Okay, cool. So for those of you who may not have been in a an open relationship or a non-monogamous relationship before, essentially non-monogamy as a term refers to relationships where people can have other sexual or emotional partners with people other than their primary partner. So allowing for that intimacy with other people rather than just their primary partner. And polyamory, like there are different levels of unconventional or non-monogamous relationships or different types of Mm non-monogamous relationships. So there's polyamory as well, which from my understanding is a lot more about really intimate relationships with more than one partner. So you might have multiple partners, you would have a primary partner, Mm -hmm. but you, you are also dating a secondary partner or you and your partner also date someone Whereas an open relationship, I don't know if that has that same sort of relationship dynamic, if it's more a physical, more of a physical thing or it's more of a a fleeting thing maybe. So it might be a one night stand or a more of a casual agreement as opposed to polyamory where it's multiple sort of loving and intimate connected relationships. But what I found really interesting, and I totally missed who Abby and Conrad had on the podcast. So I was listening to It's a Lot Pod, the episode where Abby and Conrad actually talk about their Mm. relationship a bit more and their rules. And I will get into that later because I find it very fascinating. Mm. But they had a third person on the call who I, I don't know if it was a friend or a professional, but the way that she described it was their relationship is about ethical monogamy because they kind of deep dive into a little bit about monogamy versus Mm. open relationship versus polyamory, etc., and the way that she described it is well, ethical they're in an open relationship. Well, she said ethical monogamy based – I think it was ethical monogamy, monogamy because they have sex with whoever, so that's the open mm-hmm. relationship bit. But then the ethical bit is that they keep the emotional relationships and intimacy just to the one person. 
So physically, mm. they're sleeping around with whoever and doing whatever they want, abiding by their own rules, and then that deep emotional connection is safe mm. for each other and just one-on-one. I have a feeling it might be ethical non-monogamy, but also I haven't, I'm not experienced in this wrong. area and I haven't listened to the episode, so I will go and listen to that episode. So apologies if ethical something, either basically. of us are incorrect about what this is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just find the whole concept very interesting because I've, I've always been a, a serial monogamist in every relationship I am. I, for me, the reason why monogamy or, sorry, polyamory or open relationships mm-hmm. would never work is I'm way too insecure and jealous. Doesn't matter if I have the best person dating me in the world, e.g. current boyfriend, love him, he's great. I just could not deal with the thought of someone else sleeping with, kissing, mm. touching, flirting. I couldn't deal with that. I'm way too selfish jealous protective i just Mm. i i wouldn't be able to differentiate which i think is one of the big no-nos if you're considering an open relationship Mm. if you're that insecure or you're jealous or you suffer from jealousy don't do it and that's why i haven't never done it yeah personally for me i also have never tried a non-monogamous relationship i've always gravitated towards monogamous relationships i think part of that is the way that i choose to be in a relationship is I'm all in and they have a lot of my attention and a lot of my energy goes into not only myself and my self-care but nurturing the relationship that we have and I often think about my partner. So for me the energy that would go into developing lots of different relationships or even just a couple of different relationships sounds exhausting and there is Sounds that so jealousy side of things as well. I don't want to share my partner with anyone else. And I do find it interesting, though, a lot of people's reason or some people's reason behind wanting to try non-monogamy is the idea that your partner shouldn't and can't be everything for you. And mm-hmm. there are certain things that you're going to get out of certain relationships and interactions with specific people and other people as well. So you might have two completely different relationships that fulfill you in different ways, but you're having those relationships at the same time and there's crossover in some ways maybe and not crossover in others, but you're getting different things out of those different relationships. I think that's why non-monogamy and polyamory in particular can tend to really work for some people because they get different things out of the different relationships as opposed Mm -hmm. to the same thing and just having lots of relationships maybe yeah and I can definitely see it working for some people and in in this episode with Abby and Conrad they both talked quite candidly that they were very pro open relationship before they even met each other Mm -hmm. so I think having that similar mindset with some of the dating is quite important and quite powerful as well I mean there's a lot of other things that you would Mm. need to make an open relationship successful I mean my 14 year old self thought an open relationship meant you were just announcing that you were in a relationship to people (laughs) and you were being open about it so cute I was wrong Facebook relationship statuses taught me nothing but that's fine oh well Well, I was also listening to a really good podcast the other day of 
Kelsey, I'm not even going to attempt to say her last name because I don't know how to pronounce it, but she (laughs) was back on BuzzFeed back in the day when BuzzFeed was still a thing. I don't know if BuzzFeed's still a thing. But yeah, back when BuzzFeed was dragged through the mud a lot. Yeah. Back when BuzzFeed was more of a thing than it is now, she was a creator on BuzzFeed. And I've been following her for a little while, but haven't really kept up to date with what she's up to these days and I was listening to a podcast that she did which was her podcast where she was talking about her being in an open relationship and it was really interesting hearing from her perspective particularly about insecurity as well because she says she has her moments where she's insecure as well and there are certain things that they put into place certain rules and certain boundaries to help combat those insecurities and address those insecurities. I feel like having rules and boundaries is the overlapping theme in every open relationship I've seen that's been successful. I had a friend who tried to be in an open relationship and they didn't set ground rules. They Mm. did it out of jealousy and it completely ruined their friendship and relationship. Well, it's funny as well because you would think – you don't necessarily need to overthink those things and the core of it is just, oh, we want to explore relationships with other people or explore sexually mm-hmm. with other people. But that that may be sort of the underlying motivation behind it, but you need to have more structure than that. It can't be so willy-nilly that you're just doing whatever you want. Like you're still in a relationship with someone. Doing whoever and, you want. Exactly, yeah. You're still in a relationship with someone <laughs> or multiple people and need to respect those relationships as well. I guess it doesn't really matter if you're in a monogamous Mm -hmm. or non-monogamous relationship. It's important to have communication, honesty, trust, respect, boundaries, and be practicing those and respecting yours and your partner's. No, I totally agree. And I think the the whole rules thing was really interesting and I guess, again, leaning back into Abby Chapel because that's probably the main example that I've got, is that some of the rules that they have, they're working through with the sex therapist, actually, and some of them are you can't have sex with someone you've had sex with before, mm-hmm. for example, an ex, you can't have sex with friends, and you can't have sex with someone more than once unless mm. they talk about it first. So their biggest thing is it's not about building an emotional relationship, which Mm. can then lead to this sense of cheating or betrayal for them. And I find this awesome. And this is another reason I love Abby is that her kink basically is thinking about or knowing that Conrad is getting off with someone else or someone's getting him off. And then that gets her excited. That was something that Kelsey spoke about as well. Very interesting and very foreign to the way that my body works and how I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely not something that Uh, not a a kink or not a turn on that I have in fact it does the opposite of that (laughs) and maybe that's because literally makes no yeah not for me but maybe that's because there is a lot of insecurity that I haven't worked through and maybe if I was more secure as a person and in myself I may not be as jealous about those sorts of things but anyway I digress It was also a common thread in Kelsey's episode that she was talking about. She's bisexual as well, and she was saying the thought of her partner being with other women turns her on because she's also attracted to other women. And one of the rules that she had set was, I want to know every single detail about your encounters. That's so interesting. Which I found super interesting 
That would stress me out so much. Oh, same. But she explained it as that helps me to feel more in control of the situation as opposed to it's all happening behind my back and I don't know what's going on. It's all secretive. And also she was turned on by the idea of her partner being with other people as well, particularly women that she would find attractive. So I found that to be particularly interesting and they even went so far as to say early on in their relationship they had a rule that the the people that he hooked up with had to be okay with being videotaped so she could then later watch it. And interestingly, they said okay, that... Okay, like free porn. Yeah. Interestingly, she said that <laughs> it was more difficult to navigate but they didn't necessarily have many people actually saying no, which was wow. another interesting thing. Surprising. Yeah, yeah. But one of the other rules that they set as well was they had to okay the other person's partner before they slept with them. And Kelsey, I don't know if her partner also had this rule, but Kelsey's rule was no sleepovers. So mm-hmm. you have the sex, you do the sex things, and then they go home. You don't stay, you don't cuddle, there's no intimacy, it's just a physical thing and that's all it is. And so I found that to be fascinating as well, that the cuddling was an area that she drew the line at. But if you think about it, a hug and cuddles are pretty intimate as well. Pretty intimate, I think so. Yeah. And sex can be quite transactional I suppose a little bit more of a physical action yeah as opposed to a deeper connection yeah absolutely well yeah what I I don't know about her and I'm gonna guess was it both of them that they were sleeping with other people or is it yes. just one of them was it a no, one-sided thing it was both of them and I think so they were actually talking as well about the challenge I guess that they hadn't yet encountered of Kelsey wanting to sleep with another guy. And this was also something that they touched on in the podcast episode. Kelsey's type is her partner, to a T, physically him. Whereas Mm -hmm. he is more interested in lots of different types of women. And it's not just he's got a very specific type and he sticks to that. So his insecurity around Kelsey getting with another guy would be that a guy would be too similar to him and what's to stop that guy from being better than him or being better able Mm. to fulfill her needs than him because they look similar or they have a similar energy about them as opposed to, oh, that woman is completely different, nothing like me. So my partner gets Mm -hmm. something very different out of that interaction than their relationship or their intimacy with me, which – yeah is a a fascinating point to think about. And it ties back to insecurities as well, I guess, and boundaries and where they draw the line. But Kelsey has also spoken about, yeah, she's she's slept with other women as well. But I got the sense that it happened less frequently. But he also said he, he wasn't super fussed about trying to pursue things all the time. Because a lot of the time, he's a DJ, and so a lot of the time he's like, oh, it's just a lot of effort (laughs) to to get someone to come home with me and and have sex as opposed to just being like, okay, cool, I'm just going to roll over and go to sleep now. (laughs) No, it's so funny because the conversation I listened to with Abby and Conrad is basically the same thing that – the the time that they had released the episode, Conrad had already slept with someone else and Abby just hadn't because she was she goes on and on kind of about how busy she is and fair enough, she's mm. doing a lot. 
she's running a podcast. She has a radio show now, brand deals. I don't know. And her thing was like, oh, yeah, I want to. I've just been too busy and too tired. Mm. So I just haven't had the energy to go out on the on the town and find someone. Mm. Or the, the interesting thing, I think one of their rules was whoever is sleeping with someone else, just don't do it when the other person is around. Mm. Don't be at home. And she was like, oh, the biggest effort is trying to find someone to do it, trying to find a place when the other mm. person's staying at home. But Abby was so blasé. She was like, oh, yeah, if I'm out of town, he can have the whole house to himself with this other girl. Not a problem. Mm. I thought it was cool how confident they are and comfortable with mm. each other as a couple and know how strong they are, that they can just have full faith, full trust and just go and enjoy their their open life. It's just yeah. I could not do it. Well, I think the other thing as well is if you're thinking about exploring a non-monogamous relationship because your relationship is not doing that great and you want to do something to spice it up a little bit, that's not the right reason to enter into a non-monogamous relationship because that's just going to show the cracks in your relationship that much more, bring out those insecurities, bring out those negative sides of you and drive a wedge even further between you. You do very much need to be secure in your relationship. And part of what Abby and Conrad and Kelsey and her partner have spoken about in great detail is in order to make it work, you need to be one thousand percent not even 100 percent 1000 percent open and honest with your partner about everything that goes on where your head is at because that's the only way that it's going to work and you need to make sure that in your primary relationship your needs are both being met or the needs that can be met by your partner are being met by your partner, whether it's getting validation from them, that they love you, they see a future with you, whatever it may be, so that you don't have insecurities or those insecurities aren't made worse by looking at their interactions with someone else and thinking, oh, I wonder if they're thinking about a future with this person more so than me and I wonder if they feel more strongly about this person than me. You need to be Mm. super secure in your relationship in order to make non-monogamy work. 100%, definitely. I think there's a lot of failed open relationships that have mm. done it in response to infidelity or cheating or you think it's one last chance to fix a relationship or something along those lines. Well, it's also interesting the intention that goes behind entering into a non-monogamous relationship. So like I said yeah, before. Yeah, people do it? Exactly. If it's just to try and spice things up a little bit, that might not be the best reason. And I think from my observations of non-monogamous relationships that I've seen over the years, they tend to not work when the motivation is just, I want to sleep with a bunch of people and I'm just going to have fun and sort of do whatever makes me happy. It has to be more about need fulfillment and connection and sort of deeper things and maybe maybe people who are listening to this who are in non-monogamous relationships will disagree with me and go no actually it can be purely physically based and that's totally fine and that can really work but I think it needs to come back to openness and honesty and in those relationships that didn't work from what I saw of a third party looking into this relationship and these dynamics. So there's a lot Mm. that goes on behind closed doors that I didn't see. 
But from what I did see, it seemed like there was dishonesty and the intention behind wanting a non-monogamous relationship may not have been as good as it could be. Yeah, I say that. And I think one of the interesting things that I found by polling some people I know as well as some research is that it a lot of my the people in my life that are identify as straight were really sort of anti-open relationship mm. for themselves. They think, no, nah, this is not for me. I want to dedicate myself to this one person. I don't really care about sleeping with someone else. I don't want my partner sleeping with mm-hmm. someone else. And then I looked at some of the people in my life that are identify as queer or bi, mm-hmm. and for them it was, oh, well, I, I want to try sleeping with a woman or I want to try sleeping with a man mm-hmm. or maybe I want to sleep with someone that I haven't slept with before and explore and learn more about my own sexual orientation. And there was a lot more overlap with that. Mm. And I see it with Kelsey and Abby as well because both of them identify as queer, that for them it's like, oh, well, maybe I haven't slept with someone of the same sex before mm-hmm. or something like that maybe they can get something a little bit different so it's Mm. interesting to see and this is a very small pool of people that we've looked at yeah (laughs) but it seems to be a lot more about exploring the different facets of that your sexual orientation essentially as well yeah and openness as well and it probably then ties back to the mindset around why you want to explore that and if it is an exploration of your sexuality and it's something that's really important to you and you and your partner can have an open and honest conversation about it and Mm -hmm. set rules and set boundaries, then it may be something worth trying. I mean, power to those people. Not for me, but... (laughs) Something about it, though, that has crossed my mind and I've seen again in a few other conversations and articles is the concept of the negative side of sleeping with a lot of different people pregnancy, Mm. STIs. Overall, there is a lot of stigma that kind of comes with open relationship. A lot of people assume, oh, they're cheating, oh, their relationship is not fulfilling. And that's another reason that Abby and Conrad sort of came out with this thinking, okay, well, we need to get ahead of the press Mm. and basically stop people assuming we're cheating, be like, hey, our relationship is better than ever. We're actually doing this open thing because we want to. But there's a lot of challenges that I think would come with it. And you don't know where other people have been or who other people have slept with. At least with just my one partner, I can be sure, cool, we're clean or we've been tested or I'm on the pill so I'm not going to get pregnant, things like that. Yeah, and that's where it comes back to the trust, openness, honesty, communication side of things as well and also probably the rules and boundaries. If you set a rule that there can be no penetrative sex that isn't using protection, then that's something that needs to be respected. And I think that is a pretty common rule or boundary that a lot of people set in their non-monogamous relationships purely just from a health perspective. Because even if you do have a mature and open conversation with the person you are about to engage in sex with, people aren't necessarily super open and not necessarily super on top of some of those sexual health things so mm-hmm. they may think that they're fine but they may not be so maybe they just not. do what you can to protect yourself and your partner or partners and respect boundaries nice Alrighty. well i think that's all we have time for today thank you to everyone out there for listening to us if you are in a non-monogamous relationship we want to hear from you i want to hear what helped it be so successful or even if it hasn't been successful what 
could you have done differently that might have led to it being successful or anything like that? I'm just really, or well, we're really curious about it and just want to know more. So please write to us if you're in a non-monogamous relationship. Otherwise, make sure to head over to our socials, follow us on everything. As always, we'll put all of those details in the show notes. We do also have an email address if you want to flick us an email, send us a conversation topic that you want us to cover. If you've got any questions, feedback, whatever, chuck it our way. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on. It'll mean the absolute world to us and our little baby podcast that we love so much. So thank you for coming along with us as we talk about all the areas in life that might not have a one-size-fits-all approach. On It's a Definite Maybe. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.